0: Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This orthodox Metroidvania has style, creepy bosses, and a gloriously gross return to custodia. This is your IGN review of Blasphemous 2. By Travis Northup You know those circus performers who can talk their bodies in terrifying ways for our squeamish amusement? Blasphemous 2 is a lot like those gifted weirdos, Impressive and mesmerising in that, I just can't look away kind of way that's best watched between the fingers covering your grimacing face. While this sequel definitely doesn't break any ground in the world of 2D Metroidvanias that the original didn't, the unique and fantastic art, music, style and story make an otherwise orthodox adventure extremely memorable. An awesome new arsenal of weapons and an increased focus on platforming and light puzzles make this 14-hour odyssey a lot less repetitive than its predecessor too. From the jump, you'll hack and slash your way through some absolutely beautiful and discomforting 2D hallways filled with horrific monsters, perform life-threatening feats of platforming prowess, and go up against bosses so unsettling that not even their detail-obscuring pixel art style can save you from the night terrors that are sure to follow. Upgrading your character's weapons and health and magic meters while collecting various passive buffs and spells make for a fantastic climb to unparalleled power. And by the end, I looked and felt the part of the ultimate unholy warrior. Little of that hasn't been done before, but Blasphemous 2 looks quite spectacular, standing proud atop the shoulder of giants that came before. The thing that really sets it apart is its extremely unnerving art, story and characters, all of which are so frightfully memorable they elevate the by-the-numbers blueprint, fueled by whatever the body horror equivalent of charm is. Even by the high standards of the first Blasphemous, which came out in 2019, The sequel is both revolting and gorgeous, with all too detailed death animations. There's one where a flock of owls tear a defeated enemy to pieces, and another where a devout slug monster pops open like a pus-filled blister. It's all set against breathtaking levels, like one dungeon that takes place in a giant, upside-down castle made of wax. That fantastic level of detail is often used against you to disturbing effect as you're subjected to some of the most repulsive stuff ever to warrant a good old-fashioned eyeball bleaching. The story continues the violent and often convoluted trials of the Penitent One, the last living member of an order that's trying to put an end to the abominations born from a godlike phenomenon known as the Miracle. It's easy to become confused and left behind by this complicated tale of guilt and religion gone wrong especially since it's often told using archaic old English words spoken from the mouths of cryptic, half-insane characters moments before they devour their own limbs or something unhinged like that. But, and it's admittedly an enormous but, if you stick with it, roll with the disquieting punches, maybe read a few item descriptions every now and again, that story is actually really good. Even if it did increase my pre-existing fear of churches, by 70%. Where its predecessor focused almost solely on combat, Blasphemous 2 spends an equal amount of time testing your reflexes with increasingly demanding platforming sections that do wonders to break up the action. That's accomplished using the three new weapons that you're introduced to as a replacement to the Mea Culpa, which was your only option during the Penitent One's First Crusade, all of which come with their own clever movement abilities. My personal favourite, the War Sensor, is a powerful flail that lets you smack bells to reveal hidden platforms and open blocked passageways for a limited time. It also has a long reach and deals a lot of damage, which I'm a fan of. One area that hasn't improved all that much though is the enemy variety, which remains fairly weak from area to area. Usually, after a few sections in one level, you'll have seen the two or three new enemy types and be forced to take out the same bunch of sickos repeatedly until you finally reach the boss. It can be especially irritating when some enemies spam attacks that require patience before you can fight back, meaning you'll find yourself standing around, waiting for an enemy to finish breathing fire for a few seconds before you can counter with a few hits, before waiting some more. Thankfully... Bosses are a lot more interesting than the minions who serve them, and each section features a big bad for you to take your frustration out on. Taking down an evil, usually disgusting boss, is a good time. Though Blasphemous 2 definitely lacks the level of challenge I look for in my Metroidvanias, and there are no difficulty settings to crank up. What it lacks in originality with its design, it more than makes up for with its bizarre world, appalling story, and inspired look and sound. The new weapons and focus on platforming definitely helped sustain my enjoyment of the campaign's sizeable duration, even when underwhelming enemy variety and unchallenging bosses leave something to be desired. Its stomach-turning religious torture porn might be as far as you can get from the adorable world of Hollow Knight you'd be hard-pressed to find something better to play while you continue your interminable wait for Silksong. Blasphemous 2's IGN score? 8. Thanks for listening. My name is Barnaby Chadwick, and for the latest Blasphemous 2 updates, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken layer.